Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Mysteries on the BookSpeak Network. I'm Sherry Knowlton. Um, I write the Alexa Williams suspense series, Dead of Autumn, Dead of Summer, Dead of Spring, and Dead of Winter. Hi, I'm J.M. West. I write the Curl Out Crime Cases, Dying for Vengeance, Courting Doubt and Darkness, Darkness at First Light, and Had a Dying Fall, featuring homicide detectives Christopher Snow and Aaron McCoy. All available, bundled together on Kindle for eleven ninety six. And my newest crime case, Things Strangled, was released in September. Now, for every third week, Sherry and I offer a program for aspiring writers and mystery buffs to ponder. And today we're examining the question, why are sidekicks so prevalent in detective stories? Though a number of detectives like Mickey Splains and Mike Hammer are loners, most have sidekicks. Uh, look at, uh, for the best example, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. And in Michael Connolly's novels, Bosch has J.R. and Karen Slaughter's Will Trent has Faith. And on TV, Vincent has Stabler on Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Sidekicks are even found outside the detective genre, and we can talk about that later. But think of Han Solo or Chewbacca and The Lone Ranger and Tonto. But back to the detective novels and why, the question, why a sidekick? In the simple act of murder, Raymond Chandler explains that a detective, be he a simple, honest, and honorable hero, cannot have all the qualities needed to solve a crime. So if the detective can't do it all on his or her own, enter the trusty sidekick. Uh, the first function of a sidekick is, is partly literary device, and it's partly real-life problem-solving. Uh, a sidekick can provide the detective with someone to bounce ideas uh, off of, uh, someone the detective can discuss his theory of the case or his reasoning with. Uh, from the literary de- device perspective, um, a sidekick saves the book from long passages of prose exploring what's in the detective's head. That might get pretty boring after a while. So dialogue with a sidekick is a much more interesting way to approach what is often a key part of solving a crime in books, the the deductive reasoning that analyzes a clue and leads to the next step of the investigation. Realistically, the back and forth between a detective and a sidekick can explore more questions and possibilities about a particular situation, about a clue. Uh, A sidekick can also provide another perspective about suspects uh, or the evidence, the crime scene. Think of it this way. Uh, Hamlin is famous for his soliloquy, um, to be or not to be, that is the question. In some ways, Hamlet is a detective story. He's trying to find out if his uncle killed his father, the king, to take his wife and throne. 
But if instead of a prince, Hamlet had been a P.I., he have, may have had that to be or not to be conversation with a sidekick, let's say his friend Horatio. And Horatio could have steered him in a different direction than feigning madness, could have prevented the death of the entire royal family, and Hamlet himself. Okay, so I'm joking here. That wouldn't have been a great tragedy then, right? But uh, back to real detective fiction. Yes. In, in crime fiction, the sidekick is often the partner. And that partner can supply personality traits or similar qualities that the detective lacks. For example, if the detective is logical and has a keen sense of humor, I mean observation rather, a contrasting partner may be the opposite. In my crime, Carlisle crime cases, the senior detective, Christopher Snow, is seasoned, direct, and sometimes a gruff veteran of the police force, while Aaron McCoy is green, as her name suggests, is just the opposite. She's a rookie who takes chances and sometimes acts impetuously and plows ahead, most often into danger. With opposing ideas, the detectives, be they amateur, professional, lawyer, or, or other, or any occupation, actually complement one another, and that's with an E, um, meaning that in, in this case, in mysteries, two heads are better than one. Uh, uh, you know, another thing, it's, it's helpful if the sidekick has another skill set um, that adds to the relationship. Uh, perhaps, uh, as Jody said, sharp intuition or observation. Um, in some mysteries, you read uh, about a psychic who has the ability to, once again, read subjects, um, suspects who lie or evade or omit the truth. You know, they might be really good at uh, studying body language for tells, like hesitating or looking up and left blinking rapidly or fidgeting, some of those things that tell us a person is lying. Um, another thing that a, a sidekick could bring to the, the relationship is a training or skill that the, the main character doesn't have. You know, some of the tools of the trade, like a gun or a karate, karate skills that might not be the detective's expertise. But it can be even more mundane. Um, one of my favorite books, I know you guys who listen to this podcast hear about this all the time, but John D. MacDonald is one of my favorite authors. And, you know, Travis McGee, his hero, was perhaps more a knight in shining armor than a typical detective. Um, he was a boat bum with skills who could always solve a crime, he was always there to help a damsel in distress. Uh, but he was a guy that was more like a, an action guy. Um, but his sidekick uh, was a nerdy economist named Meyer. Uh, and Meyer had, uh, you know, he was an intellectual guy with analytical and math skills. And um, in many of the Travis McGee series books, uh, Meyer was the one who got them one step closer to solving the mystery uh, or helping out that damsel in distress. Well, another helpful role for the sidekick can be adding humor, which I mentioned earlier. 
inspecting or injecting some levity into an otherwise grim situation. Mystery and suspense authors call this gallus humor, even though murder is no joke. Teasing puns and quips like the corpse is in a grave situation help police, medical examiners, and others tolerate the ugly necessities that they encounter in murders, kidnapping, drive-by shootings, road rage, and other crimes. Psychologists feel that such humor helps relieve tension and provides some relief from the brutal, unsavory behavior of criminals. Um, an- another thing about psychics, they can play a very practical role. Um, a lot of mysteries are set in the police world, um, where the, the the hero is a, a policeman or a FBI agent or you know something along that line. And you know, from a practical perspective, um, police often do work in teams, and the sidekick require uh, provides the the backup, the required backup. It, it's another set of eyes and ears. Uh, and that's one of the very reasons that police departments require their detectives often to have a partner. Uh, we see this a lot in TV, uh, which is rife with detective shows, I think. And Blue Bloods is one. Um, the mm-hmm. Rookie is another one. Um, our old standby, Mulder and Scully in the X-Files. Um, you could probably name uh, a dozen more TV shows off the top of your head, but also movies and novels. Um, you know, for instance, in the Spencer novels, now Spencer isn't a, a policeman; uh, he's a PI. But his sidekick, um, Hawk, has a hip, streetwise take on life that often brings dry humor to the story. But he's also there to help Spencer. Uh, when he's in trouble. Yeah, and from my studies and reading, I found uh, other ways a partner can provide. Mm, Let's call it a psychological backup, help for a detective. The partner can add a sense of optimism if the detective is a hard-boiled, bitten veteran. He could have a moral code if his partner plays fast and loose with the rules, and some do. And he can offer a stabilizing influence if the other has a quirk or a disability like PTSD or is an alcoholic or is divorced or a single parent, all very real possibilities in the actual life of police work, which is fraught with long hours and all hands on deck until the crime is solved. For example, Karen Slaughter's Will Trent series, um, Will Trent has dyslexia, and that poses a major problem when it comes to um, his difficulty in reading. So his partner, Faith, helps by reading for him and completing most of the paperwork in their cases. But in any case, the sidekick is that vehicle that completes the detective who has a different set of skills or brings another perspective or a, a, a fresh approach to the crime scene. The sidekick is that what-if person. What if the killer was stalking the victim? What if she let the murderer in? She probably knew him. What if the killer had a personality disorder or was abused as a child? Would that explain his choice of victim? What if the murderer has a deformity? Would that explain why he damages his victim's eyes? 
In the world of murder mysteries and suspense thrillers, the possibilities are endless, including the good, good cop, bad cat, cop scenario that is an actual and fictional detectives used to interrogate their suspects. And we've all seen cases of, uh, and can name cases um, where, this, where the good cop, bad cop works and, and, how, and its effect upon the suspects. We've all viewed scenes like this when one person is tough or aggressive in questioning while the other takes a much softer approach. The one I'm thinking of right now is, is Blue Bloods with Danny Reagan and his partner, Detective Baez. Well, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about is, you know, even with the classic sidekick um, sort of arrangement, uh, there's really lots of variations on a theme. Uh, there's many ways that authors take this sidekick idea, play around with it. Um, but so far we've mostly been talking about a relationship where there is a main, the main guy or the main girl, <laughs> detective, um, and the sidekick. Uh, but some authors have even mixed that around. Uh, for instance, in Jonathan Kellerman's off novels, uh, the detective actually is the sidekick uh, in the relationship. Uh, the protagonist in his, in his books is a psychiatrist, Alex Delaware, and uh, he, he, Alex, is the guy that his buddy detective Milo Sturgis calls in to consult on difficult cases. So they sort of have the sidekick idea but flip it around. Um, my protagonist, um, Alexa Williams, is more of an amateur sleuth. She's not really a, a detective per se, but she gets drawn into mysteries and dangerous situations. And she has a circle of friends, some of whom act in that sidekick role, depending upon the book and the situation. Um, you know, Nancy Drew actually had um, two sidekicks, right? Bess and George. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, it doesn't have to always be a single person. But even the loners in a lot of detective and thriller fiction can have an important character within a novel, perhaps not within the entire series, but within the particular novel, who they turn to for the, the sidekick role. Um, you know, Jack Reacher is one who I would call, has, say, has intermittent sidekicks uh, in some of the, the Lee Child novels. Uh, he teams up with characters uh, when he floats into a particular town, and that character often plays the sidekick role. Um, even hero Mitch Rapp, um, you know, and he's a pretty tough guy for those of you who read the Mitch Rapp novels. He has a mentor um, who serves somewhat of a sidekick role uh, in Stan Hurley. Now, one of the things that we wouldn't want to neglect when we're talking about sidekicks is let's just call it a noteworthy trope, um, you know, something that's used time and time again that's more common, although not exclusive, to movies and TV. Um, and that's the male protagonist, the male 
uh, detective or the you know the the male lead who has the female sidekick who actually seems to be smarter or more perceptive than the lead is. Not sure if this is a statement on the the cultural expectation that a guy has to be the lead. But it also could be because the wo- woman has either a softer touch or, you know, some more additional intuition or is actually the stronger character. <laughs> yes, we're not going to <laughs> show any bias here in this discussion. <laughs> but <laughs> either way, um, it's it's something that you see, like, really often. Um, you know, even going back to Nick and Nora, Nora Charles in the mm-hmm. old Thin Man series, uh, well, mm-hmm. let's talk about Mulder and Scully uh, from the X-Files. I mean, you know, uh, right. Mulder was looking for the truth that was out there, and Scully was also the often the sober one who, who actually had the facts that needed to solve the case. Um, exactly. Classic. Huh? I said exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, Sorry, we were talking over each other for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Harry Potter and Hermione Granger. Uh, You know, Hermione was the one who often had the the insight. Uh, Even Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia, Neo and Trinity, Um, Mm -hmm. Maxwell Smart and Agent 99. Yeah, and, I, and I'm thinking too about um, the Inferno, you know, with Robert Langdon, and he had a uh, his uh, sidekick was uh, a younger female who oh, helped yeah. him trip through, yeah, all the adventures in trying to solve that dilemma or that mystery. Yeah. Now, you know, just to be fair and not to be sexist here, I think we do need to say that a sidekick who's more effective than the hero isn't exclusively a male-female thing. Um, I think a lot of people would argue that Watson was actually a little bit smarter than Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Or, Mm -hmm. spoiler alert, Samwise Gamgee is really responsible for Frodo destroying the ring. Um, (laughs) One of the the other um, sort of variations on this sidekick theme is the idea of of buddies uh, in a broader uh, sort of group of novels and um, movies. Yeah, we can look at, um, well, we could start with cartoons and look at Rocky and Bullwinkle and Tom and Jerry and Yogi Bear and Boo Boo Bear and there's also Shaggy and Scooby Doo. Uh, we could go on with, you know, Batman and Robin. Um, and uh, yeah, for the younger set, there's the Bobsy Twins. And from literature, there's Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Uh, pulp Fiction, John Travolta and Samuel Jackson's characters. And, of course, you already mentioned The Lord of the Rings, uh, Frodo and Sam. Of Mice and Men, there's George and Lenny, uh, Bonnie and Clyde. We could just keep this up all day. Yeah, wasn't there that, oh, a series of movies with Mel Gibson and Danny Glover? I can't think of their names, but, you know, Dumb and Dumber. I mean, you know, but the buddy no, movie oh, yeah. is is uh-huh. a big variation on the, on the theme Uh 
that we could, as Jody says, we could probably talk about all day. But I think, uh, you know, maybe we've exhausted our uh, – you'll have to, at home, as you're listening to this, think of some of your favorite buddies and sidekicks. And then you and I team up to co-host this program, Milford House Mysteries. That's right. But we're not going to say which one is the sidekick and which one is the detective, right? (laughs) No. Well, we're both detectives. (laughs) Technically. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And it looks as though that we've um, about come to the end of our show today. Um, A reminder to all you readers, our books are out there available at some very precious online bookstore. And they're also on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, and other online retailers and bookstores. And a special thanks to all you out there listening to Milford House Mysteries. Please tell your friends and, and readers and people at the local library that we are put, putting on this program specifically for you all. Um, you can look back over our podcast because they're still posted uh, for the programs on, and writing tips for aspiring writers. Our next program will be on Thursday, December the 5th at 6 p.m., which is a little bit of a departure from our normal uh, schedule. Um, But our guest will be J.C. Gatlin, and he's the author of Hangman, an award-winning mystery featuring a new sportscaster, our newscaster, Tori Younger. And so we'll be joining him, he'll be joining us, rather, for that program. That's uh, Thursday, December 5th. At 6 p.m. In the meantime, um, you can follow us on social media. I'm on the web at www.sherrynolton.com plus Facebook and Twitter. And I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash Carlisle Crime Cases by J.M. West. And my website is www.carlislecrimecases.com. Dot com, all lowercase, and it has summaries of each of my books um, on there and, and more information. And my Facebook page usually has um, the uh, schedule of my book signings and other venues. And until then, until the next time, um, yeah. we hope you tune in again. Sidekick yeah. sunset. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you in December. Bye-bye.